Hello and welcome to the MES Sports Podcast. It is Monday, December 6th. I'm Reagan, joined with like, John. How you doing, John? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing pretty good. We are going to dive right into some NFL football and talking about the... Uh, well, there's been a few things we want to talk about. You know, Ben Roethlisberger seems like he might be on the road to retiring. Um, the Cardinals seem to be unstoppable going towards the playoffs um and the lions did they, did they get their first win this week they did yes so let's start with the cardinals what do you think about their playoff push uh i mean i've always said that i think the arizona cardinals are destined to fail at the end of the uh, whether it's the end of the season or during the playoffs right now though they're the fastest team to 10 wins so that's a milestone and that's good for them but i still think that as a group and as a team there's just some flaws there that I just think they rely on uh, Kyler Murray too much that there is a way to stop them and completely wreck their team. Very similar to how the Rams have those little spots that you can definitely uh, use to your advantage in their in their system. And if you can get Kyler Murray to be on the run and you can play glue defense like we've talked about and make sure guys don't get loose in the back end, you will win football games. But in the past, like in the Vikings and different games like that that they have played in Arizona or in Green Bay, these games that they have played that they came close to losing, that's what they were able to do. But they, the guys were coming loose in the back end, which ended up hurting them. But you got to get to him and kind of seal him off. And I think playoff teams are going to be able to do that to uh, Kyler Murray in this offense. And the lifeblood of the offense will die and dwindle. And therefore, their playoff push will end quite abruptly for Cardinals fans. I think there's a wave right now that's going on for them that, I mean, in my opinion, won't carry on into the playoffs. I think it will be abruptly stopped by any team that they play in the, whether it's the, um, the Buccaneers, whether it's the uh, Packers, it doesn't matter. I think a lot of teams stand a really good chance of stopping them because when you get into the playoff, those teams have been going through quite a bit over 17 games, 18 weeks and they know who they're playing. They've done their study. They've watched their film. They've been through a lot, and, they, and they're ready to play some football where they're going to try to get to the uh, Super Bowl. And those teams are going to be very hungry for success. And I just don't think the Arizona Cardinals are at that point. I think it's just going to be one of those things that during the season, a lot of people are going to be like, that, that's a wrong take. It's not even something you should listen to. The Cardinals are going to go all the way. Uh, I think it's more more likely that the Rams or the Packers will go all the way. I think both of those teams are... Packers are more set than the Rams are. The Rams are still trying to figure things out and try to get things suited with all of their players. But for the for the Cardinals, I, I think they're a good regular season football team, but a terrible postseason team. And I think we're going to be able to see that coming into uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks and after this month. And I'm excited to see exactly how that all shakes out and turns out. But just because they're on the, the hottest team in the regular season doesn't mean they're the hottest team past that and I, I mean we've seen it time again time and time again not even in just at the nfl but in nba and all sports so i just think that this is this is a uh this is a nice little ride that they're going on right now where kyler murray is the hero and he can run back there and do everything he wants to and still make this wonderful completion to one of his guys but they're very unhealthy they're getting banged up quite a bit where guys are going out for out for out for the season or injuries and they've got to watch out for the hopkins just came back kyler murray just came back could he get injured again? Yes, it could. He could get injured again. So there's some health concerns also to add on top of that. And when you add that all together, it doesn't seem like the type of recipe to success team that you would want 
to root for. Um, but I just think, yes, they've got good players, and yes, they've got opportunities to win. It just seems like they're, uh, the, the defense is one uh, play away from being able to stop them and to shut them down. They just got to make sure they lock them down completely, and then there's nothing left. Because Kyler Murray, if he, if he can't scramble around for dear life for 10 seconds, 15 seconds, and then launch a deep ball, yes, the guys are going to get open. But if you lock them down and you don't let them get out of the pocket, you're going to win football games against Arizona, and that's exactly what they need to do going into the future here. And I'm kind of excited to see exactly how the playoffs work because the playoffs are so interesting. It's usually a completely different situation than the regular season where during the regular season, teams that are really good, um, I mean, they play really good and they get to the postseason and they start to fall off a little bit. We saw that with Seattle where they started to make a little bit of push. They fell off last season, right? So there's teams that do that each year, and I'm, I think it's going to be Arizona that does that for the NFC. So, And, I mean, there's so many, also so many teams in the NFC that are finally ramping up and playing better football. Uh, the Cowboys are kind of on that kind of on that edge Packers Tampa Bay the Rams like I said are getting there getting a little bit closer the NFC is pretty much a division that could be considered wide open but it's really not just because of the fact that the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in that division but yeah I think for that I think just because of that I think uh, they'll have a great regular season finish I think they're gonna probably lead the league in record alone but as a complete team I say yes on paper they're a complete team but um, just on the field and what you watch and what you can see, it doesn't seem like they're they're the type of team that can get take you all the way to the play, uh, Super Bowl this season. That's not to say next season they can't rebound and do a better job, but as of right now, what we've seen so far, I think that's kind of what I see. Yeah, that's an interesting take on that. Uh, I'll be interested to see how they <clears throat> how they work out in the playoffs. Let's talk about the Lions because that's a team that definitely won't be making it to the playoffs, mm-hmm. but. I know they signed their uh, coach to a couple-year contract. So, what do you think he's going to be doing? To kind of build that, build that franchise back after their first win here. Yeah, I think there's some stuff that they can build on, and there's some stuff they need to really work on. I mean, during the first half of that football game, they were coming out really strong, getting to Kirk Cousins, making life quite difficult, and stopping them on downs and really swarming to the football. And then the second half, they had turnovers. If you're the Lions, they. Uh, the Vikings were getting to your quarterback, causing havoc there. They were getting in the touchdown. Everything just looked completely opposite, one half to another. So they got to work on that, make sure they clean that up. But as you look around this season, you can see games where they came close to winning. In that Ravens game, they lost by a field goal, which was a very lucky bounce for Justin Tucker. And then against the Browns, I believe they lost by three or so points there. So they've been heartbroken many times by those three-point games. It's nice to see them kind of win by... Uh, win this game at the at the tail end of it but I think we're uh, two maybe three years out from seeing a Lions team that can actually be impressive and be a team that we can say that they're they're improving because they've got the pieces around them like they're still they're in the middle of a rebuild here they got Jared Goff they've got players they just got to make sure they use them in the correct way and the correct order and if they are the worst team this this year that wouldn't be such a bad thing because I think they can pull together and scrape a couple more wins together uh, this season if they play just a little bit better each week they can probably pull together a few wins but and I had to check the record uh, the rest of the schedule to check that but I think they if they get the worst team they get the number one draft twists which they're not going to invest into like a quarterback they're going to be investing in like a wide receiver um, some defensive weapons something like that to try to patch things up but I think we're just a couple years out from seeing a legitimate a legitimately good Lions team that we could be saying could be making it to the playoffs. I don't think they're that far off, especially this season, because they, 
uh, probably could have beaten Pittsburgh if there wasn't such thing as a tie. They could have beaten the Ravens if they're able to just hold it together a little bit. In this game, we saw them hold it together. And yes, they bent, and yes, they let them score, but they came down the field and scored themselves and ended up winning the game at the very end. So there's some that's something they needed to do throughout the season. They were letting letting opportunities slip through their hands, and they weren't doing a good job of holding it. If they're able to hold it, they could have three, maybe four wins, two, three, four wins right now and not be in such a rough spot. So I think they're going to win. I mean, I think this is a good stepping stone in the right direction for, for years to come, especially because they got a brand-new head coach, brand-new uh, quarterback, and every, and a lot of the pieces moved around in the offseason to different spots, different uh, different pl- uh, teams and stuff. So if you're able to kind of pull together a few more victories here, I say there's a lot of I, – I, not everyone agrees with this, but like moral victories where you're playing good and you're getting to the last second – and then you're falling short, but you're showing things and you're showing your fans that you have the you have the right blueprint. You're just trying to figure out the right way to execute that blueprint in order to win every single week, week in and week out. But I think if they're able to invest, uh, invest their draft choices into the right pieces in the draft, which is very hard to do, it's not very easy to make sure you invest it pro- uh, properly. And uh, we've seen it countless times where the draft choice doesn't really work out the way they hoped and it can cause some issue there, but if they're able to pick the right pieces and help them succeed, I think they can be like the Browns where they're starting to make a little bit of a rebound to a team that we're actually starting to respect a little bit. And I think, I think the lines are part of that kind of that curve. I don't, I think honestly that they have just based off the way I've been seeing and the way they've been losing games and whatnot, I think they've got maybe even a better situation than the Jacksonville Jaguars, who I have think have a really good situation. They could also be on that kind of same that same uh, curve a little bit here because their defense. But I think offensively and defensively, I think they kind of go pretty well together. They're just kind of a few pieces away from being able to get some wins and make some make some splashier plays and whatnot. But I think it's good to see them kind of pulling together some pieces and there's some stuff we can grab from each of their games and we can say there's a lot to work on, but there's also some good for them to kind of think about and to hold on as they go throughout the rest of the season because it's obviously not easy to go 110 and 1. But at least they won't go 0-17. They're going to have at least that one win, maybe more as they get closer and closer to the end of the season. And I'm, I'm just kind of wondering how that's all going to work out because mm-hmm. there's some teams that are 2-10. There's there's teams in the, that are in the lower part of this NFL that they could pass by with just a few more wins. Um, I mean, the Texans are like 2-10. They're no longer going to be in playoff contention, obviously. The Jets, they could pass them by. The Giants, they could pass them by. Jaguars, they just got to pull together a few more wins. And then maybe we can be like, okay, good job. You're not the last place uh, team this year. And yeah. that's something we saw with the Jets last season where they th- we thought they were going to be number one draft choice. And then all of a sudden they passed by the Jaguars and they're no longer the worst team. And now the Jacksonville Jaguars were, which kind of gives a better opinion on the Jets a little bit, whatever re- for whatever reason. If you're if you're moving by a team by even one win, you're, you're separating yourself by that much of a margin from the other team but just win a few more games and i think i think people will start to kind of respect what you guys have kind of put together here but i think we're seeing we're close to seeing the jets the jaguars and the lions to kind of pull away and start to be close in the next few years to being able to put together a winning team yeah it'll be interesting to see if they can kind of salvage some of the end of this season um do you think Seattle's going to be able to do something similar to salvage their end of their season, trying to make a playoff push? It's looking kind of rough for them right now. 
Yeah, I saw they had like a 1.6% chance of making yeah. it to the playoffs, which isn't great, but it went up from like a 0.9% chance of making it to the playoffs with that win last uh, last yesterday against the 49ers. I think they can pull together at least three more wins. Now, they could pull together more because the Rams, like I mentioned before, have some shaky spots. And we saw with the 49ers. The 49ers just took the time of possession, capitalized on the mistakes that the Rams were making because they're so... They've got a lot of great players, but no cohesion to mesh them all together. And the 49ers were able to use that against them. Um, Jacksonville, if they were a better offensive team, could have scored more points on them because their defense was doing a pretty decent job. There's, the Rams are still struggling with the deep ball a little bit, still not quite on the same page. Uh, OBJ with Matthew Stafford. There's some things there that could kind of be worked out there, but if Seattle can put their best foot forward on offense and defensively, then they probably might stand a little bit of a chance in that game. We could see them kind of keeping their keeping their neck above water a little bit in that game, possibly. But I think they win three more games realistically, and then they lose a couple against, I think, the Rams and the Cardinals. I think they lose those games too. And then they play the Texans next week, and then they play the Rams. Um, and so I think they could possibly scrape together a few more maybe. Uh, but I think that would put out like a 7-10 and 10 record for the end of the season, which I don't think will be enough to put them in the playoffs, obviously, because there's so many teams in the NFC that are very good football teams. But it's it's one of those things that they've just got to win every single one of their games to be legitimate contenders, right? Or, I mean, a vast majority of them. But I just don't think they're the type of team that can go far in the playoffs if they make it in, even in the wild card round, because you have to face the Cowboys or the Packers or the Rams or the Arizona Cardinals. Like those teams can stomp the Seattle Seahawks right mm-hmm. now with the way that they've been playing because they're not the type of team that's showing consistent success. We saw it last season. The offense was great. They fell off. The defense spiked, and then they both fell off against the Rams somewhere and just got sent home early. Uh, and even the Washington football team are starting to kind of make a little bit of a push with Tyler Haneke. Tyler Haneke. Uh, but I just think it's one of those things that just it just depends. We have to see what this team looks like going down the stretch. How many wins do they get? How close are these wins? And can they even make it into the playoffs to decide how far they're going to go? But right now, I just feel like if Seattle makes it in, that's going to be a good thing for them, especially because of the way the season began. But once they make it in, I don't think it's going to be pretty for them because I feel like any team that's going to be playing them has the upper hand on them Mm -hmm. right now, especially with the way Russell Wilson's been playing. He's still trying to uh, kind of hone things in. Nothing against him. I mean, it's pretty hard to come back from a uh, finger injury and be able to grip the football, miss weeks, and still be able to play at a consistent level. I don't know why people expect that. They're they're human beings, too. They, they, They take time to get back to health and be take time to making the right throws again. We started to see a little bit in this game where they were able to get DK Metcalf, Ty Lockett involved in this game. But I'm just kind of interested to see, can they salvage the season enough where we're not so angry at Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson doesn't want to leave. Like those are the things that you have to save this season in order for it to be a successful season. Now, if you make it to the playoff, that's an extra added bonus, but just save some things in the season, kind of put things back together a little bit, package in a little box, win three or four more games this season, show you can win against either the Arizona Cardinals or the Rams. The Rams would probably be easier than the Arizona Cardinals, but it depends on if, if they're injured or not, but pull together a few more wins, four or five more wins or whatever. And then, see if that even helps you the playoffs but if they're able to beat a, a team like the Arizona Cardinals or the Rams that are on the map right now that's a pretty big victory for a Seattle team that's been suffering for most of the season to kind of come off the come off like or come out of the season like that that'd be kind of big for them but as far as playoff hopes 
like I said, they got like a 1.6% chance at this point. That could go up if they win a few more games. But it could go down if they lose more games because anything is possible in the NFL. We've seen teams that should be clear-cut favorites lose to teams that should be clear-cut favorite team to lose. So it just depends. But right now, I just don't foresee them having success in the playoffs for sure. But making it to the playoffs, eh, 1.6% chance isn't very high. Yeah, that's not very high. <laughs> okay, let's take a look at college football and the college football playoffs um we have alabama is number one michigan number two number three cincinnati or number three georgia number four cincinnati um how do you think that's going to shake down and who do you think is going to be in the in the final i think it's going to be uh, a georgia alabama final i don't think alabama is going to struggle much against cincinnati cincinnati's been a, a pretty decent team this season went undefeated struggled a, a bit at times kind of falling into close games and then being able to kind of climb themselves back out of those close games. But I think Alabama shouldn't really struggle, especially with their coaching staff, especially with the players they have around them, the weapons they have, the quarterback that they have, the success they've been having, and able to embarrass the really good defense of Georgia and score that number of points and play that way is really impressive. And I don't think Cincinnati has that type of team that Georgia had. As far as Michigan and uh, Georgia, I think Georgia will do a decent job here. They've got to make sure their defense is top-notch. Like, they've got to make sure that they're playing at the most elite level that they possibly can and can't get embarrassed like Iowa did. Do I think they will? No, I don't think they will. I think their defense can definitely keep their offense afloat um, if they end up struggling in this game. I think this will be the closer of the two. I think Georgia-Michigan will be a kind of a fun game to watch. I, I think it's going to be a 10-point margin of victory for Georgia in this game. Defensively, I think they have the upper hand in this game. Uh, they just got to make sure they play stout, and they can't make sure, they can't let the same thing happen to them that Alabama did to them uh, to get even get into the playoffs. But uh, I think the, I think they'll they'll be able to win this game I really like the Georgia defense. I think that's going to be fascinating to watch. But I think even more fascinating is when these teams meet again, Georgia-Alabama. Because last time they played, Alabama brought the urgency to that game. Because if they lost, they're out of the playoffs. They're not coming back. It's over for them. But they won the game, got the first place, and now they're ready to uh, do what they do every single year and try to and get to the championship game. Georgia meets them there. Then I think Georgia's going to be a little bit angry, a little bit like we can't beat you. Like they the last four times that they met Alabama has been able to beat them. And if they can win in a game like this, a championship type game and show them that, that they're still the alpha dog, that would be a fascinating game. Cause I think that, I think they'll both uh, kind of Georgia will be coming with a, with anger and fury to try to get that victory. And Alabama will be like, we're, we're on top of this right now. We, I feel like they'll, they'll think that they're a little bit higher up, which could cause some issues there. But I think Alabama's so disciplined team they're like an NFL team in a college body kind of thing. But I think I think that's going to be the more fascinating of the games. I think we just got to get past these next few uh, these next two games to get to the more fun game. Um, I think, like I said, I think the Georgia-Michigan game is going to be a really fun game to watch. I predict that this is going to be one of the more close ones, and that 10 points will come at the tail end of the game. I think Alabama's going to come to the gate swinging, going to start their offense that they always do this run and then pass and burn you with these really fast wide receivers that they somehow always are able to get no matter how many players they lose in the draft they somehow always find another fast wide receiver to come to their team and another great quarterback and great defensive players so there's really not a whole lot to worry about Alabama I think that's gonna be a 17 point win over Cincinnati in that game um, I know you shared a little bit of a different perspective on that uh, as far as who's gonna win those games 
But I think it's going to be an interesting kind of week of college football. Or I don't think it's this week. I think it's like the 31st of when mm-hmm, yeah. uh, Georgia plays. But it'll be fun to watch these games. I always enjoy this part of college football better than the regular season. Yeah, it's uh, definitely the most exciting part. Yeah, but I, I just, yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch Alabama go all the way to the championship. Yeah, game it'll again. be exciting. The Alabama and another championship. It's always on repeat for them. <laughs> All right, let's switch gears a little bit. Or before we before we do that, actually, what did you think of Ben Roethlisberger's comments about retirement? And like, do you think he's really wasn't? You know, I think he kind of said he was tired after the game. You know, kind of just been saying something. I don't know. So, what do you think of that? Yeah, I think he's. I think this is pretty much the last game, uh, last season for him. You can tell that the city of Pittsburgh is ready for a new quarterback. Uh, ben Roethlisberger seems like he's ready for kind of ending because he said he's was talking to the people inside the organization that this could be his last or will be his last season. Mm-hmm. Hasn't public announced that, but that's going to be coming here soon. He's the type of guy that's a competitor. He doesn't want to give his opponents upper hand about saying he could be retiring. He just wants to focus on what's next, what's next. But very likely this will be his last season. And then the Pittsburgh Steelers have to figure out what comes next after Ben Roethlisberger. But I think it opens up so much for the Steelers organization. Big Ben has been there for a long time. He's had some success. He's done the things that are necessary. He's been kind of the beacon for this team for as long as I can remember. But the NFL has evolved past his style of football play. They're not these type of quarterbacks that are kind of pocket passers like him. Like even Mac Jones or Tom Brady have the ability to kind of scramble out of the pocket and make something with their legs. Big Ben doesn't really have that ability. Najee does make that a little bit easier, but I just think, especially at this point, it's the perfect time to do it because Najee's kind of starting to kind of come into his own a little bit. The wide receiver core is doing a better job of holding onto the football, but their offensive line is still so young and still learning each other and still kind of trying to patch things up that if they get a new quarterback in right now, it won't be that much of a learning curve for all of them to kind of mesh together. Um, and I think it's just one of those things that I we talked about at the beginning of the season. Most people are ready for a new type of quarterback than Ben Roethlisberger just because of his style of play isn't what what it uh, what kind of fits the mold of quarterbacks nowadays. But yeah, I think they're just going to try to downplay it to the end of the season and then do the official announcement. But at this point, I would be surprised, more surprised if they said he's not being not going to retire than if he said I'm going to retire after this season. Yeah. I think it's just what's expected. Yeah. All right, let's switch over to a little bit of basketball. Um, we were talking about the Cavs-Jazz game. What did you think of that game specifically? Yeah, I thought that was an interesting game. I'm uh, Before I touch on that, we are going to be switching a little more into the basketball th- uh, scene a little bit, especially as NFL tones down and NCAA turns down. So, let's, uh, so I want to start with this game just to guess little bit of a feel for it. but I think yeah I think it was an interesting game because I when you watch the jazz you expect a lot of passes a lot of pick and rolls a lot of drives and then uh, pass back outs not a whole lot of turnovers you expect Donovan Mitchell to light up the court and you saw a little bit of that but you also saw a lot of stuff that I wasn't really expecting from the jazz at this point with this type of team where they were making making costly turnovers they're leaving guys wide open after tripling or even double teaming a guy um, which led them open to a wide open shot the passing wasn't what it normally was. It was like one pass or the guy was just trying to do it all by himself and trying to make a play, which wasn't really working with this Cavaliers defense, which was kind of locking it in. They couldn't really get at points. They were doing really well and other points. They were playing very badly. just seemed like this weird kind of curve, but, and then when they did get something going, they would have turnovers that would allow the, uh, the Cavaliers to come back into the game and end up injuring them. I think they needed to do a better job of executing on what worked for longer. Like, if they did a lot more passing, that would have been successful for them because passing leads to good shots and as many pass plays as they possibly can. That's what we got grown accustomed to, especially in the uh, last season and 
um, multiple seasons, the last few seasons, where they were doing a lot of passing, which set up opening plays, and that led to assists, and that led to opportunities inside the paint where they passed it back out, and they were able to get the three-pointers, and that's really when they start to cook the best. But in this game, when they were not doing that, they weren't getting the successful shots because they weren't making the, the Cavaliers players have to sprint back out after double-teaming or triple-teaming a guy to give some help on his way to the basket in the passing battle. They weren't doing that. And so at times it made it easier for the Cavaliers team players to do, uh, to guard it, get a strip, pass it over to the uh, uh, down the court, get a three-pointer. And so stuff like that just kind of seemed a little bit off and not as of in character as we are normally accustomed to for this Jazz team. But I, I thought at times when they were able to pull away, they were playing really well. And then it's just with basketball, it seems like they're playing really well and then they just drop off. And especially with this modern day of basketball, you can be playing really good basketball for a while and you're up 12 to 20 points or whatever. And players, uh, other teams can take that lead from you in a second because 20 points is not that much. If you get three pointers over and over again, like in this game where both teams were just splashing them down left and right, left and right, that lead does not last you very long, especially if you're making costly turnovers, leaving guys wide open. I mean, just extremely wide open where there's three guys around one guy and there's no hustle to get over there to try to make any type of block or, or any attempt or anything like that. And that was just kind of it seemed odd to me because I would expect with a lot of teams, even if they're double teaming on purpose, there's always a guy to either back it up or sprinting over there to try to make some type of play. And we didn't see that sometime in this game. And I think that's just kind of out of character, not where they really need to be. They just And I, and that obviously fixed itself after the first uh, first half. This did a little bit jo- better job of locking to players up. But the turnovers have to go. They were getting stripped on the way to the basketball, uh, get a, a, on the way to the rim so many times. Wide open shots came because of that, because of transition, all of that stuff uh, uh, that comes accustomed to that. But if you really want to have success in the NBA, you got to make sure you pass it a lot. Because I think passing is just um, just as important or maybe even more important than the actual shot itself. Because if you're not passing, you're not going to have the open shot, which is going to lead to either turnovers or an air ball or a brick of some sort. And then you got to get to the basketball to rebound, and that takes a lot more hustling, a lot more energy. But if you pass to get the right guy, you're going to find a guy that's open or at least relatively open and get a good shot for him. And I think they, that's one of the things that me, we've talked about this before. That's some of the things that's so, so successful about the Jazz is their ability to find the wide-open guy. And that's how they've been so impressive and then have Rudy in the paint that's able to just dunk it down or do what he needs to do. But, yeah, like I said, turnovers needed to go away in this game because that was bad, and it took away a big run that they had because of these turnovers. Um, And then also more passing and more pick and rolls to let these guys have an open shot because that's when they thrive. And when they were doing that, it was really successful and really fun to watch this team because at the beginning of the game, it was counter punches. It was boom, 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 boom. And for the uh, large part of the first quarter, they were tied and then started to kind of teams started to ebb and flow. It seems like with the, NFL, with the NBA, because the um, the teams have, they're playing both parts of the court, they have these weird like ups and downs where they're playing really well and then they play really bad and they're playing really well and they play really bad. Not even just because of the defense, the defense can be great. But the def- the team can play even better and score, or they can play even worse, or and play badly. And I think that's just kind of how the NBA works, where there's these little ups and downs. But you have to, it's about whoever can navigate those up and downs and make the most of those up and downs, and then uh, ultimately that's the team that's going to win this game. 
But yeah, I thought I like I, personally. I really like the NBA, especially the NFL season. Kind of tones out watching the NBA. Kind of ramps up for me. <coughs> so we'll do a lot more talking about uh, the NBA in the upcoming uh, podcast. But that's just a, I thought it'd be a good way to get started by talking about that game. But yeah. like I mentioned, yeah, really entertaining to watch that game. Um, and we'll see what type of adjustments the Jazz make for their next game, which I think is tonight because normally the teams take a one day by uh, game and then come back to play. But yeah. yeah. It's exciting to be able to get that basketball season to ramp up and start talking about some of that stuff. That'll be cool to do as the season comes to a close for the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode. Good talking sports with you. And we'll do it again on Wednesday. I think Chris will be back on Wednesday. So you guys get some more sports talking. It was fun to do it. Yeah, always fun. Yeah. All right. See ya. See ya.